Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... We could have moved quicker earlier on to, to I suppose, um, underpin you know the, the the revenue streams in the business. Yes. Would have been a really, really good one for us to do. Um, being protective of brands is obviously only natural, but obviously, you know, commercialising what you're doing is the key thing. You can't make impact unless you're, you know, you, you're really making money. So, you know, that's obviously key, key to being able to, you know, change any ecosystem. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 336 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Ed Ross and Daniel Allen. Ed and Ross are qualified carpenters and co-founders of Trademutt and founding directors of the This Is A Conversation Starter Foundation. Trademutt is an Australian workwear brand that aims to make tradies and workers of all kinds look and feel great at work, and in doing so, reduce the rate of male suicide in Australia. They are headquartered out of Brisbane, and they have certainly been working really, really hard to get Trademark off the ground over the last few years and, and generating some, some really positive impacts. So, so, Ed and Dan, it's a pleasure to have you both here today. Thanks very much for joining us. Great to be here, Tom. Thanks for having us, Tom. It's a pleasure. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, kicking things off, Dan, you might want to start by telling us a little bit more about your backgrounds and what led to your interest and passion in social enterprise. Okay, yeah, sure thing, Tom. So I'll have to try to keep this to a bit more of a succinct version because it, I could take you down a real rabbit hole here. But basically, background for myself and Ed, two carpenters by trade that a combined 15 years' experience on the tools between us. Um, the majority of those are for me, obviously, 11 for me and Ed's, you know, it's still just a bit of a spring chicken in the space. But, you know, <laughs> we, uh, we we met on the uh, we met on the building site, uh, the two of us, and we formed a, a fairly strong bond. We, we both started working for the same builder on the same day together. And being the two newbies, we were lumped together. And um, as it turns out, we've been lumped together ever since. So, yeah, obviously sparks flew. So, we uh, yeah, a couple of blokes on the building site talking a fair bit of nonsense every day, you know, about different things. But like to do with our lives or businesses you'd like to start or any of these kinds of things, what yep. you do if you won the lotto. And we always thought, geez, it's a bit, you know, why isn't there anything else to wear to work? Like why are we always, why hasn't anyone ever changed how is? You know, maybe it can't be done. So that was kind of the plan of the seed of this idea for us, you know, getting into the workwear space. Um, mm. Being two tradies, obviously we knew nothing about workwear. We could build houses fairly proficiently, but we'd have no idea uh, around a sewing machine. So yeah. Um, that was that. Um, it was probably in December 2015 uh, when I got the phone call on a Sunday morning uh, tr- and tragically, unexpectedly, you know, received the news that I'd lost one of my best mates to suicide. So mm. that was my first experience with suicide and certainly rocked both mine and Ed's worlds. It was yeah. a funny, well, funny is probably the wrong word, but it was a strange experience for us both because 
I'd obviously lost one of my best mates and was processing those emotions at the time. And Ed was my apprentice at the time. And I was, you know, I was supposed to be his mentor, I guess. Mm. And um, Ed was kind of my number one support network when I'd rock up to work and, yeah. and the weeks following that when I just sort of burst out into tears, um, you know. Yeah. So Ed would kind of have to manage that. So he experienced that as a support network to me, which, you know, is obviously quite a confronting thing for him to have to go through. So that was our impact, you know, that, that was our introduction to the mental health space. Yeah. But we started looking into the space after that thinking, you know, why is it so stale? Why is it so hard to, to start these conversations? You know, it doesn't seem like the kind of conversation that, you know, any kind of tradie would know their way around or want to start because it kind of seems big and scary. So yeah, yeah. So, so thought it'd be a great idea to try and chill it out a bit, make it a little bit more lighthearted. So mm. we started exploring this workwear space and we met some people along the way, um, one of whom was Peter Ball, um, yep. who was running Impact Academy at the time. And he introduced us to this idea of social impact and using profit for purpose. Mm. It wasn't really a style of business that we were familiar with or had really ever heard of um, yep. at the time. And given what I and we had both been through with, uh, with, with experiencing that suicide of my mate, we started to just gel these two ideas together of like wanting to create some funky work where but feeling like we could do something in the mental health space and i guess that was it that was kind of the start of it we started to push these two ideas together and it became trademark a social impact workwear company yeah brilliant so ed tell us a bit more about trademark then we've got a bit of the backstory there but how does this organization exist ultimately what is its purpose and what sort of projects are you now involved in you know various years down down the track yeah, absolutely. So I suppose in regards to us, we're up, yeah, a workwear uh, fashion brand. Um, the fashion bit sort of being tacked on over the recent years because that's what people keep telling us. Uh, <laughs> we just keep coming up with, yeah, ranges of different um, colourful high-vis and um, work-compliant workwear to help start conversations um, more regularly on job sites and allow people to show some vulnerability, yep. which has been really important. Um, the, the big things that we've been trying to do, obviously, is implement as much social impact as we can through our supply chain. So some of the uh, programs we've worked with is, is Work Restart the, out of Burralan, uh, yep. Prison House Ipswich. So just upcycling products that have been left over at the end of collections or, or odd sizings or um, garments that have been damaged um, mm. through the manufacturing process, allowing us to you know create them into other products so we can then sell them rather than turning into rags or landfill. Yeah, yeah. Um, also working with uh, Send Able, so our third-party logistics partner. They're also a, a, a for-impact business mm. and able to provide over 26,000 hours of disability employment through working with them. So they pick, pack, warehouse and dispatch our products uh, every day, which is amazing. Yeah. And also, yeah, TX, which is um, the free text and call service um, to mental health counsellors. Monday to Friday, 8am to 10pm, which Dan and I also co-founded uh, a little over two years ago. And yeah, it's provided over 10,500 um, tradespeople and, and their families uh, access to free counselling um, with a value of just under 2 million bucks. So yeah, it's, it's been amazing. That's some great impact there. Yeah, it's, it's important for us to be able to to do that. I mean, it's it's easy to sort of, you know, it would have been easy for us to just launch Trademark, um, start conversations and tick a box, get, donate money to another existing charity and, you know, get stuff made overseas really cheaply and, uh, you know, have a really big margin. But it's more of how can we do more good um, through our supply chain and yeah. uh, integrity and um, transparency is obviously two of our key values and making sure that we're doing as much as we can to, to make social change is, is you know, 
important to our core. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I'm, you've you've both no doubt learnt a hell of a lot on this journey. So, Dan, if you were to start this whole business journey all over again, what would you change, and where do you see some of these biggest opportunities emerging in the in the ecosystem of support that exists, basically to improve? the experience of entrepreneurs, people like yourselves in trying to get to these strong outcomes? You know, it's not an easy journey. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, probably if there's one thing that I would change if we had the time over again, um, would be choosing a new business partner. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I think um, one thing that would have really benefited us was get, getting into this space. We we're incredibly protective of our brand, which is only natural, right? Yeah. But I think, um, you know, really understanding the, you know, the ecosystem, you know, of, I suppose, workwear and commercializing, you know, I suppose sales of, of workwear through different, you know, um, verticals and revenue streams, understanding the true commercial opportunities and understanding, um, probably uh, consumer purchasing behaviors earlier on so that we could have moved quicker earlier on to to i suppose um underpin you know the the, the revenue streams in the business yes. would have been a really really good one for us to do um being protective of brands obviously only natural but obviously you know commercializing what you're doing is the key thing you can't make impact unless you you know you, you're really making money so you know that's obviously key key to being able to you know change any ecosystem so i think and and i think to be able to support entrepreneurs in the space would be something like really learning to understand the numbers a lot earlier on in the piece and understanding sort of the true impact and the true i guess outcomes and meanings of all the numbers flowing through the business it's Mm. a really hard thing to wrap your head around if you're not that way inclined yes yeah um and I mean, obviously, you can have a whole lot of different people telling you a whole lot of different things, but the commercial viability of any business is the key to being able to create all the opportunities and all the impact that you need to that, that you need and want to create. Mm-hmm. So, I think without that, and without that, yeah, without that knowledge, you really can't do anything. You can have a great idea, you can have you know your heart can be in the right place, but without having that side of things buttoned up. Um, well, you really can't do anything. So, yeah, yeah, support in that space would be great, I think. Yeah, yeah, some great insights there. So, Ed, what advice would you be giving other founders looking to, to scale their purpose-led enterprise like you guys have? Yeah, be be smart about it and don't take big audacious risks. I think that's one thing that, mm. uh, you know, we have learned hard lessons on along the way um, and don't, don't also buy into the hype. I mean, what yeah. we've... We've been really, um, what's well, it's it's fortunate, and it's like Dan always says, like your you know your your biggest strengths also your biggest weakness, and for us is like the our biggest strength is our community, right? Yeah. Um, and they just absolutely adore us and send us you know all these different thousands of different ideas and products and stuff they want and things that they want done, um, and we've you know we've been caught up in that, so trying to please um, everyone and. Mm. and, and you know, learning to say no has been a big thing yeah, um, and yeah. being really strict on staying in our lane. I mean, when when the going's good and everyone's telling you you're doing great, you, you feel invincible and you, you really can't fuck it up. So you're like, well, we'll just do anything. Yeah, um, we yeah. just can't miss. And 
Um, more often than not, it does miss. And when you miss, um, when you've made a you know a fair financial contribution, it's like it's a it's quite a big hole um, mm. crater that's left that you got to dig yourself back out of. So I think a big thing is you know scaling, but scaling smart. I think that you know we're living in a society at the moment where people want you know next day wins and they want to be at the top of the mountain within a couple of weeks. Whereas you know like talking to a mate you know last Saturday night, you know he those people that have built businesses for 18, 20 years and, you know, they're finally at a position where they can, you know, either exit or they've been able to do what they've wanted to do over that period of time. I mean, mm. great things take time. And I think you've just got to be, you know, Dan always says again, like the journey, you've got to be in it for the journey and not try and cut corners and um, slog away, make smart decisions and just don't stick your neck out too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, makes complete sense to me. And look, you're both in the mental health space, right? And the whole point of TX and, and Trademark really beyond this, uh, this, this workwear fashion label you guys have started is, is around providing that support that you spoke about, Dan, at the start in, in, um, in ultimately improving people's mental health. So linking that in with being founders and, and obviously not wanting to burn out yourselves and no doubt having been close to that if you've gone through this journey, it's certainly a reflection of mine that I've, I've seen a lot of other people in this impact sort of led space um, getting dangerously close to it. So is there any practical advice that either of you have to give other founders to basically stay on top of their mental health? Yeah, I think this is something that we're both continually working on um, for sure. And so, and I think it's something that you only kind of learn along the way through experience. So yes, yeah. yeah, any advice we can get to people to be able to prevent that happening is great, but I'm also not necessarily the best person to be asking about yeah. burnout because as you say, like I've probably, you know, we've both been, you know, close to it or there at various times throughout it, but things that I'm learning and, and, and actively implementing is a few things. So I'm really conscious at the like now and, and, and probably forever to not, let my identity be attached to being Dan from Trademark yeah, or Dan yeah. from TX. I think it's really, really important because I don't think that Trademark and TX, I don't think I'll be in this forever. You know mm. what I mean? I know that I won't be in this forever and it's really important to me to know who I am without that. So yeah, that yeah. at the point in time when this is not what I do anymore, I am okay and I'm, you know, I can stand on my own two feet and I can look for the next challenge. So definitely understanding your identity and what your identity is without the the impact that you're running. Yeah. Um, the other thing, a couple of other key things for me is to really understand what nourishes me. Um, things that nourish me outside, like, you know, the, the sports and hobbies that I play and, you know, I'm involved in the outside of work are super important to me and I understand the impact on my own mental health when those are removed from yes. my week. And so I really prioritize, make sure that I can engage in those activities because it really refreshes, you know, m my mind. Um, yeah. Support networks, obviously a key, me and Ed are huge support networks to each other, but we've also got our own support networks who we can talk openly and frankly with, um, yeah. be it mates or other business advisors and mentors, absolutely key. And the fourth one, is practice what you preach. Ed and I are both on our own mental health plans and we've both got our own psychologists yeah, that we see yeah. who are helping us deal with both personal things and stress-related things and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah practice what you preach. We've, we employ about a team of uh, 10 or 11 counsellors over at TX, but we can't use them ourselves because they work for us. So, mm. <laughs> yeah. there you go. Yeah. 
Ed, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I just think a, a, a big thing is uh, not, you know, not like Dan was saying, your identity, like not just absorbing your entire being into what you're doing. I think, you know, stopping and um, smelling the roses a bit and, and, and sort of going along in a way where the journey's, you know, it's not always going to be enjoyable, but you're actually, you know, enjoying it to a degree. Like you're taking it um, at your own pace and looking after your own well-being and, is just so imperative in regards to, you know, you know, you've got to be working out physically and you need to be getting, you know, good sleep. Mm. Um, you need to be strict on your notifications. I mean, yeah, like I've deleted Facebook and Instagram, like, yeah, last year. And um, that sort of stuff is just, yeah, it allows you to buy more time back and, mm. and invest more time into the important things like, you know, my mates and my wife and family. And um, the, that's what's most important. I mean, you know, the idea of that you got to, you know, break your back and do, you know, massive weeks and that idea of like the the grind and everything like that. I yeah. think that you know, people are seeing past that bullshit now and knows that it's unsustainable. And I mean, Dan and I were definitely victims of that. Like we worked our ass off to, yeah. to get this business up and off the ground, but you can't do that for 10 years or five years. You know, yeah. you can do yeah. it for six, 12 months or two years, but then if you don't look after yourself from that point, you're you can burn out and, and lose sight of the purpose. And, and then, you know, you being so low yourself um, can, you know, defeat the the reason you started it. So I think it's yeah. just so important to, to be looking after yourself and um, have something outside of work, which is um, filling up your cup. Some excellent advice there. Some uh, advice that we can all take on ourselves. Let's move on then to basically some inspiring projects or initiatives that aren't trademark or TX. Like what have you both come across recently that are, creating some great positive social change. Derek? Well, this is an interesting one. I actually saw this question coming up and I thought, wow, where's my head at here? Because I'm so deep in trademark TX in our little world that it's kind of hard to absorb a whole lot of things that are going on outside of our Mm. little world. So, I mean, that probably speaks volumes of, you know, to the things we've just been talking about, (laughs) uh, to be honest. But, you know... uh, to give you an honest answer, like I'm really extremely proud of, you know, some of the projects that we've supported, mm-hmm. um, you know, particularly the work restart program, um, yeah. the initiatives you've, of upskilling people with an experience of incarceration with yeah. skills that can, you know, you know, the, the skills that can help prevent them from, you know, reoffending and, and ending up back inside again. That's something that's really kind of, I don't know, it's a very close to me, that that mm. that idea, that concept. And, you know, it's kind of hard because it's particularly the work restart, you know, the new the new warden at Barallan Prison has decided that, you know, he doesn't necessarily believe in, um, you know, believe in that work and believe in, you know, yeah. equipping um inmates with with skills and, mm. and um and knowledge so that's being cancelled there at the at Barama prison um now so i'm really um it's kind of saddened you know to, to hear that that's the case but i've been really proud proud of the work we've been able to do there been able to go inside the prison and have some um you know really great conversations with with people who are being locked up for 20 30 years yeah. um, and to yeah. hear to hear their stories and to and to relate to these people and to understand that anyone could end up in those situations if you were faced with, you know, the, the circumstances that these people were. Yeah, I think a lot needs to be done in that space. So I've been really proud of our involvement with Work Restart. Brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic, fantastic organisation. I've been lucky to, to head on out there myself and, and go inside and, and see some of those initiatives taking place. And 
Um, I know as well that you know one of, one of our alumni, Green Fox Studio, was also in there, and and unfortunately yeah. isn't, isn't in there either. Um, yeah. Now, so a bit a bit of change there, and obviously a bit of bit of opportunity to to provide that ongoing support um, to to that demographic and basically tackle recidivism, right? Yeah. Um, but Ed, let's come back to you. You guys, you both got a podcast yourself, but yeah. you know. God. What other books, podcasts, blogs, resources would you be recommending to our listeners? Yeah, well, it's a book that's uh, – there's two books probably, like Good to Great, uh, I'm sure has been pushed on this podcast before. Um, it's a, you know amazing book and something yeah. that we implemented at the end of last year. And um, there's just you know so many key business insights in there from um, some, some major people um, in the industry that have – yeah, that have sort of – stuck with me and, and our senior leadership team at trademark but the most recent one that i've read and dan and i've read is um is profit first um, and it's something that we're implementing into our business literally at the moment um i think that just really dumbing down and simplifying the numbers is something that's so important especially for people like dan and i who are not numbers um well, yeah we're not around them at all you know mm. it's, it's something that's very foreign to us looking at big spreadsheets and yeah. all these different acronyms and line items and you know yeah. it's just a, a mind um complete fuck so for profit yeah. first is like a really simplistic like barefoot investor for business type yeah. um way to implement um an easy way to you know structure your finances and, and and really take control of the profitability of your organization and see what's actually flowing at the bottom so you can make more social change yeah yeah a couple of great books there dan did you want to add, add anything um, I've just recently really been enjoying um, on the podcast front, um, Stephen Bartlett, Diary of a CEO. It's some really fantastic episodes on there, but particularly episode 146 with Tom Bellew. Um, he really imparted some awesome, oh, just some awesome, really relatable advice about relationships, both personal relationships and relationships in the workplace and effective communication. And I think mm. that's obviously something that underpins what we're about, you know, um, in terms of our cause, but actually implementing those sorts of practices within our workplace and within our own lives. It's just something that I really took a, a lot away yeah. from. So yeah, episode 146, um, Diary of a CEO, Stephen Bartlett's fantastic. Otherwise, everyone should read uh, the Happiest Refugee by Ando. So, you know. You've been pushing that for 20 years. Mate, my favourite book. We'll stick it on the list, eh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ed and Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to both of you. As I said, we will put links through to all of those books, resources and other things that you've been talking about in the article that'll go alongside this podcast on impactboom.org. It's been a true pleasure, uh, not just to talk with you both today and get your, your really generous insights and time, but also just to, to have watched your journey and, and to see you continue to, to be so passionate about creating some serious impact in this mental health space. So thanks for all the work you do, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Tom. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.